Welcome back, MTN Giants podcast, as we react to week five, another Giants loss, and they fail to cover a spread for the fifth time this year, every single game. They're the only team in the NFL to not cover a spread yet, so that adds to the embarrassment. They fall 31-16 to in Miami, not much of a surprise. They had their chances to get back into this game. It was 10-14 to at one point right before halftime. It was 17-10 at halftime, like they had their chances. But, of course, the Giants produced no offense today. Uh, Daniel Jones got hurt in the early fourth quarter. And by that point, the game was already over. So, feels like 2021 all over again, where the offense is putrid. The defense is going to start to quit eventually. We've seen the Xavier McKinney comments. I feel like this team is about to implode. And even as pessimistic as I am, and as much as I did not want to extend Jones, I mean, even I did not see this season going this badly. Like, I still expected, like, eight, nine wins this year. But at this point, it's looking like a four, five-win season. And I know some people say, like, hey, the Giants have no chance of getting Caleb Williams. There's no chance of getting the first pick. I mean, I still think there's a chance. Like, this team is not good. There's a tough schedule coming up. They are 14-and-a-half-point underdogs next week. So... I mean, this team's not that good, so there's a chance it could happen. I still think the Panthers and even the Patriots are horrible, and there's a chance that like they can compete as well for that first pick. But don't count the Giants out. You know, it's it's crazy to say that this early, but like they are not good whatsoever, and this team feels like it's more divided than playing for each other. So we'll react to the game, get into it, talk about some future stuff. I'm sure. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. Leave a like, and let's get into it. All right, we'll start with the offense, as we usually do here, and it, it just wasn't pretty overall. I mean, team stats-wise, 268 total yards, only 85 rushing yards, 3.9 yards per play, and Miami had 9.7 yards per play. So 3.9 compared to 9.7 makes a lot of sense for how many big plays the uh, Dolphins had. The Giants did not have many big plays. Um, I mean, there were some. I mean, Darren Waller had that one slant that went for, like, 15, 20 yards, but like the Giants, of course, are not a team that has any type of explosive plays. And when you take Saquon out, it gets even worse. But not the best day for the offense, of course. I mean, first off, hope Daniel Jones is all right. I mean, just from a personal standpoint, like that, you don't want to see anybody with neck injury. So, like that, that stuff is scary. And um, he said in the post game, it feels similar to what happened to him in 2021 when he missed almost half the season. That was what Pat Leonard quoted him saying. So, like, Obviously, you hope he's fine. Like, I would rather see Daniel Jones play. Like, there's no point in watching Tyrod Taylor. Okay, maybe you think Tyrod's better for the team right now, and he has better pocket awareness and whatnot. But, like, I just feel like playing 34-year-old Tyrod Taylor in a lost season kind of does us nothing. But we'll see what happens next week and who's going to be the quarterback. But um, Tyrod came in and looked, like, okay. I mean, it wasn't great. He was sacked a couple times. He was stopped short on that fourth down. But... He was 9 of 12 for 86 yards. Jones was 14 of 20 for 119 yards. So, you know, a lot of short passes for Jones, obviously not, you know, nothing too impressive there. Um, the offense had their chances, I think, to make plays in this one. I mean, yes, the Giants offense allowed seven sacks and, you know, Josh Zuda was a wreck. Um, even Evan Neal was horrible. I mean, there's a lot of guys on this offensive line that have just been so disappointing. I didn't expect the world from Josh Izuda, but like he has looked so bad and unplayable the past two weeks, and you figured it was only a matter of time before this offensive line got one of their quarterbacks hurt, 
And honestly, like both quarterbacks got hurt today. If you watched the game till the end, if you didn't, I don't blame you. But towards the end of this game, Tyrod Taylor at one point looked like he was about to be out the game. He came back in and looked okay. But like there was a time where it was like, huh, who's our quarterback three? Like who's active? And it might've been Paris Campbell finishing out the last few minutes as the Giants quarterback. So that would have been interesting. But offensively, I wasn't impressed. I mean, this is not a good Dolphins defense for the most part on the season. They haven't been that great. You had a missed field goal by Graham Gano from, I think, 55 yards early in the game. So, you know, Graham Gano a lot of times is like the source of this offense, which is not good. But he usually hits those big kicks, didn't do it that time, missed it wide left. And, you know, the Giants receivers, like, weren't awful in this game. I feel like there were times where Jones actually made some nice, accurate throws. There were those slant passes he was making, hitting guys in stride. I mentioned the Darren Waller play. There was one to Waller down the right sideline, right by the pylon, where Jones actually gave Waller a really good ball. And I think the corner may have got his hand in there, but I feel like Waller also could have caught that. Like Jones actually laid out a great ball and Walder did not come down with it. So, like, that was, like, one of the few times they actually took somewhat of a deep shot, and they were, like, this close to having a touchdown there. But, unfortunately, that fell incomplete. Um, and Jones took a lot of hard hits. I mean, even the play on the left sideline where Jones ran, it was a third-down play. He was running to the sideline. And I think Eli Apple, of all people, our former first-round pick back in 2016, Eli Apple, like, took out Jones's legs, and it looked like it was a bad injury at first, but he got right up. So... Like, that stuff is scary. You can't take that many hits as a quarterback. Like, that's, you just can't have that. Like, even Anthony Richardson with the Colts, he's taken too many hits. The guy has missed games already. He's hurt with the shoulder thing now. So, seeing these quarterbacks take those type of hits are just not good. And then you saw the injury later in the game when um, Andrew Van Ginkle, I think it is, had the sack on Jones where Izuda barely touched him. I think maybe Izuda, like, touched him with his left hand. But he was basically untouched and got to Daniel Jones, and he had some like major whiplash with his neck, and it did not look good. So once again, hopefully he's all right, but we'll find out what the x-rays and stuff say tomorrow. The running game got nothing going. I think Eric Gray had a couple nice runs early in the game, made a couple nice spin moves, but nothing too impressive. Overall, Gray was 12 carries for 25 yards. That's 2.1 a carry. Matt Breda was 9 carries for 21 yards, that's 2.3 a carry. Jones was four carries for 24 yards, six a carry. Not as bad, but Darren Waller got more involved today. Eight catches for 86 yards. We talked about that in the preview. I said like, hey, I expect Darren Waller to have a nice game because anytime a guy complains about targets or, or anytime a quarterback says, I got to get this guy the ball more, that guy usually has a great week. And Darren Waller got the targets. He had eight catches for 86 yards. Uh, Darius Slayton was the second leading receiver with 35 yards. So that tells you all you need to know about this Giants offense. I mean, Wandell Robinson had five catches, only 18 yards, though. It was weird because Wandell at one point on the screen was ruled out with a concussion, and then he was right back in like the next play. So I guess that wasn't the case. So hopefully he's fine. It looked like Wandale was shaken up a couple times. It looked like his knee kind of bothered him at one point early in the game. Then it was like the head injury, but came back in the game and he was all right. But yeah, offensively, I wasn't too impressed. They were not gaining many yards, no big plays, weren't picking up first downs, um, had to settle for field goals way too many times. And without that pick six, the Giants offense would have had nine points today on three Graham Gano field goals. So the Giants offense did not score a touchdown in this one. Of course, the touchdown was the Jason Pinnock pick six. So, yeah, it's pretty embarrassing. You can't blame one person for the offense. It's it's disgusting. Like, their offense is, is so bad. It's like 2021. It's like watching Mike Glennon play for this team again 
with, you know, Jason Garrett, Joe Judge, or it wasn't Jason Garrett at that point. It was, uh, what the hell was the guy's name? Freddie Kitchens. So it kind of feels like that. And we actually had a game that year in Miami. So it kind of was like reminiscent of that. And I think Mike Glennon in the the offense scored like nine or 12 points. It's kind of like similar to this. So, you know, my expectations for the offense are much lower. As I said, maybe we'll see Tyrod next week and we'll get to see someone new in there and see, hey, maybe Tyrod, can he do better? The Bills lost a lot of defenders today in London, so we'll see which defenders are in and out for the Bills. I know Tredavious White is out for the year. Matt Milano seems like he might be out for a while. I don't know how long, but um, two big defenders for that team. So we'll see who starts next week and if they can make an impact, if it's Tyrod, if it's Jones. Um, I guess I would like to see Tyrod play for just one game and just see like what looks different because I do think Tyrod is just better in the pocket at maneuvering and you know sensing pressure, so maybe that you know, helps the offense. I mean, there's not much like not there's, there's not much that Tyrod Taylor can do to help this offense. He's Tyrod Taylor. So, you know, maybe it'll look a little better. Maybe it'll be the same. I don't know, but you know, maybe Tyrod gets a start versus old team, but not much else to say offensively. I'll try and go through my notes real quickly to see if I can think of anything else this offense did that was worth pointing out. There was the one throw that Jones missed to Wandale. It was like a third and five or something like that. And he missed Wandale going on like an out route. And I don't think it was an out route. It might've been like a drag route, but he could have hit him for like, probably could have been a first down if he hit him in stride and he didn't. And I saw that posted on like Twitter a few times and just people saying like, Hey, a $40 million quarterback can't make this throw. And it was like, it was a bad throw, but definitely would not have changed the outcome of this game. Like the giants were overmatched the entire day. Kind of reminded me of the 49ers game in a way where you saw the Niners had so many great skill position players and a quarterback that got those guys the ball. Kind of felt like that where even Tua, like he didn't play well. Tua kind of played like crap today. Honestly, he had the two turnovers and he just did not look that great. But I feel like this kind of was reminiscent of the Niners game because they would just get the ball in, you know, A-chain, not A-chain, A-chan, his hands, and, you know, he would pop off for some big runs. He had the, what was it, a 76-yard touchdown or something? Like, that was no surprise. He does this every week somehow. Um, Raheem Mostert had big plays. Tyreek Hill had the one screen play. He had the, you know, 62-yard touchdown against Trey Hawkins. Like, I just feel like, the Giants were outmatched no matter what. And kind of like the Seattle game last week, the Dolphins did not put the Giants away until like much later than they should have. I think they let the Giants hang around for like too long. I think the Giants got lucky because, you know, Tua throws the pick six basically inside of the Giants five yard line and Pinnock had to take it back 102 yards. But this game could have been over way earlier, but I feel like the Dolphins kept the Giants in it for a bit. It was 10-17 at half once again, so it was still a game, but you know, the Giants, of course, don't have the firepower to compete with these type of teams, and they have a tough schedule. Like, There's no doubt about it. I don't want to make excuses for this team because they are pathetic, but it is a tough schedule, if I'm being fair. like You've played some really good teams so far. You've played the Cowboys. You've played the Niners. You've played, you know, the Dolphins. You're going to play the Bills next week. I mean, Seattle's a decent team. So you've played some tough teams in there, but like still, I don't care who they're playing. This Giants team is not good right now. Um, I'll talk about how many wins I expect to get after the, you know, after we go over the game and go on the defensive end or defensive side. But that's interesting. I don't know. I'm looking through the schedule now and like I could see them winning some games, but we'll talk about that later. 
Defensively for this team, it was not pretty. They allowed 524 total yards, 302 passing yards, 222 rushing yards. There were a couple defenders that showed up today, and you're like, hey, that guy played well. I think Kayvon showed up. He had a nice sack before halftime. Um, I feel like Deontay Banks actually played kind of well. Like He did a good job against Jalen Waddell for the most part. Um, I mean, Bobby Okereke had the uh, interception. And I do believe Okereke tipped the one that got returned for a touchdown by Pinnock. So while Okereke wasn't awesome in the run game, he did make some plays in the passing game to create turnovers. Um, definitely a lot of bad, like, I don't want to say missed tackles, but like just guys that couldn't shed blocks. And like you watch some of these holes that A-Chan and Mostert were running through. I mean, they were just wide open holes. And like, you can't have that. You have to shed your blocks, take better angles. Um, on the A-Chan long touchdown, the route taken to him by Xavier McKinney was no good. You're the safety. You have the leverage. And A-Chan, A-Chan, I keep getting his name mixed up because we kept saying A-Chan the entire time. We learned his name was pronounced a different way two weeks ago. But um, A-Chan, you know, beat him to the edge, which you can't have as a free safety. Like, you have to beat him to that spot, and he couldn't do it. So I get he's fast, and the Dolphins have the fastest team in the football by a lot, but that stuff's unacceptable. You had the big play, Trey Hawkins and press coverage on Tyreek Hill, and that's just one of those things where, like, I'm sure Tyreek looked over there to Tua and said, you see what's going on here? And then, you know, he snaps the ball. It's just an easy pitch and catch for, you know, the 62-yard touchdown or 69-yard touchdown. Never mind. But um, there was just some offensive plays that were too easy for them. The big plays, especially the screenplay to Tyree Kill. He's weaving through defenders and he picks up like the 60 yards or whatever. Just unacceptable. Guys could not shed blocks. And I feel like the Dolphins were, they looked like one of those college teams that was great. And the Giants were like that crap college team they play against. And they just were not the same level of athlete. And that's kind of what it looked like. Um, guys like Isaiah Simmons were awful in the run game. Okereke wasn't that great in the run game. Um, McKinney did force a fumble early on HN, so that was nice to see. But McKinney's one of those guys who I feel like is getting himself out of here. Like I, I mean that like literally because he he keeps saying things in the media that if you're a GM or a coach, you're not gonna like it. If you're John Mara, you're not gonna like it. Like he is basically trying to deflect any blame that goes his way or the defensive side of the ball's way. Like he's out here, he said in the quote here from this is a Dan Duggan tweet, um, he said, what we're not going going to do is keep blaming the defense. We lost as a team and it is what it is. And I'm like, you don't even have to say that. So I, I feel like he's really deflecting blame to the offensive side of the ball, which is acceptable because the Giants offensive side of the ball is awful. They probably have the worst offense in the football uh, maybe Mac Jones and the Patriots are, are that offense right now, but like the Giants and Patriots are just bottom two in the league right now in, in terms of offense. And the Giants on the season right now have like a minus 91 point differential. The Giants this year have only led for like 16 seconds, and that was the final 16 seconds of the um, the Cardinals game. So outside of that, I don't think the Giants have led in a football game this year. And we're through five games. It's embarrassing. You know, minus 91 point differential and holding a lead for 16 whole seconds. Like, that's bad. You can't have that. So just, it's disgusting. I thought Adoree Jackson did not look that great. He had missed tackles. There was the one play with Cedric Wilson. He missed a tackle. He picked up a first down. 
I feel like he let up some big passing plays as well, so I was not too impressed with him. Um, any other notes I have here? Let's see. There's really, there's really not much else to say. It's just same stuff, different week, and you know I've been making Giants content since like 2018, and in 2018, 19, 20, 21, and now 2023, five of these six years have been dreadful, and it feels like this year is going to be one of the worst ones because this team kind of lacks a direction right now, which, you know, it's they kind of just um, made their own bed or whatever you want to call it, the uh, whatever the expression is. Like, I'm not saying it's completely the front office's fault. Like, it sucks to have Andrew Thomas and Saquon Barkley out, but at the same time, they told us based on their moves that they're trying to compete this year, and they, they are far from it. As I said, they're probably one of the five or three worst teams in football right now. So when you're a front office and you're extending guys and you're, you know, extending the quarterback and you're bringing back the running back and you trade for Waller, like you're telling us the fans, like we expect to compete this year and they are going to struggle to probably win five or six games. And that's just, you can't have that. If you go all in, like you have to at least have a competent team and the Giants don't have it. They've shown time and time again, they can't compete with the big dogs in the league. They can't compete in prime time, especially. They look awful in prime time. So it's like, what do you even do at this point? Like, it feels like the rest of this season is a wash. And if you're a fan that wants Caleb Williams, I see no problem with it. I watched him last night for the most part. He didn't have his best game, but for the most part, pretty impressive. I feel like he's a, a good leader and would probably fire guys up and all that. I do like that. But, you know, like I think people have said once again, like the Giants are, are not bad enough to get the first overall pick. And like, I don't know if that's true. Like the Giants are bad. Like, yeah, last year was way different and the schedule was much better and blah, blah, blah. But the Giants are horrible this year. Like I'm trying to think which team right now is objectively worse than the New York Giants. Washington, I don't think so. Chicago, I don't think so. Um, the Panthers, yes, I can probably get on board with that, but even they have a competent offense. Like they put up points today. I forget how many. That game kind of got out of hand. It was like 38 to 10 or 28 10 at halftime in Detroit, but they still score some points at least. The Giants can't even do that. Um, you know, the AFC, any bad teams here? The Patriots, I mentioned. Um, the Bengals got on track today, so I can't say them. Houston took an L today, but I think they have two wins. So like, you know, they're probably a bit overrated right now, but they're not, they're, they're like not horrible. Um, the Colts got a win today. I think the Raiders suck. I think they have like one win, maybe, maybe two. I forget. And the Broncos also suck too. They got a, uh, they lost today against the Jets in, in Denver. So shout out Nathaniel Hackett got himself a nice win there. Revenge game. But, uh, yeah, the Raiders are one in three. They play tomorrow. So it's like, this is where we're at as Giants fans. We have to like kind of watch other teams and be like, all right, can they be worse than us? Can they be worse than us? Uh, the Panthers scored 24, by the way. So the Panthers, a lot of that was in garbage time, but still they showed enough competence offensively to score some points. Bryce Young had three touchdown passes, did have two interceptions, but still, at least they found some way to score points. But as I was saying with the Caleb Williams thing, I mean, there, there's definitely like the fan police are out when it comes to that, because people are saying, like, if you root for losses, you're not a real fan, blah, blah, blah. Like, we've done this, like, since 2017. Like, this has been a thing. Um, I've openly said that I rooted against the Giants in the Chase Young Bowl back in 2019. And 
it worked out for the best because, hey, you know, Chase Young tore his ACL and Andrew Thomas was a stud. Now, you could have taken Andrew Thomas second overall, so I don't see the point of that argument. But, you know, it's like people get mad at other fans because they want a better future. Like, if the Giants somehow won seven games this year and went seven and ten, you're not going to be as well set up in the draft as you would be if you were picking in the top five. Like, why is that? That's really hard for people to, like to get sometimes because like even with the Andrew Thomas versus Chase Young argument let's say the Detroit Lions who were picking three that year did not take Jeff Okuda let's say the Lions didn't have a tackle and they took Andrew Thomas all of a sudden you say oh man why did we win that meaningless week 16 game versus Washington we could have had Andrew Thomas at two overall like the Giants lucked out because the best tackle in the class fell to number four but you could have taken him at number two, which is the whole point. Like, it's not a snake draft. If you pick second overall in the first round, you pick second overall in the second round. Like, it's like there's no harm in losing games when you know your team is going nowhere. I'm not telling you how to be a fan. Don't tell me how to be a fan. Like, root for your team however you want to. But I think the people that want Caleb Williams, I see the point. Caleb Williams is the best chance for this Giants team to be very good year in and year out from 2024 to 2040. Like if you if you're really like clinging on to the hope that Daniel Jones turns into something and blah blah blah, it's probably not going to happen. It's not going to happen here. This environment for Daniel Jones right now, it's not it. It's just not going to happen. It sucks. We wanted it to work out, but it is what it is. We have to be honest. So for the people that want Caleb Williams, who has been compared to like Patrick Mahomes, which is probably not a fair comparison for anybody, but you see how special he is when you watch him. For fans that want that guy as their quarterback for the next 15 to 20 years, how can you blame them? How can you look at those people and say, oh, that's not a real fan? Like, stop. That's that's the best chance for this Giants team to be an elite team for the next 15 years, is to get Caleb Williams. Now, if you want to go, you know, seven wins, eight wins this year, miss the playoffs, that's fine. Fan how you want to fan. But people like myself, and I will get to this point eventually, I think once we probably lose to the uh, Buffalo Bills, I'll probably get to that point where I don't even want to win anymore because I don't see the point. Like, your season's over. I want to be a great team. I want to be like a Super Bowl contender year in and year out, have an elite quarterback. And if we can somehow get Caleb Williams out of that, I mean, I'm fine with it. Like, I'm completely fine losing if that's the case. So... Call it a losing mentality, whatever, but this is a league, the NFL, where you get rewarded for being a crap team. You get the first pick in the draft, and you have a great quarterback in this draft, a guy who, once again, has been compared to Pat Mahomes and is the best quarterback prospect since Trevor Lawrence. Like, look at Trevor Lawrence, the impact he's made on Jacksonville. That team was complete dog you-know-what when um, Trevor Lawrence got there. And they made the playoffs last year. They made it to the um, AFC Divisional round. They gave the Chiefs a pretty good fight. I think they lost by like 10 points, but it was a close game. Like, one guy can change that organization so much. I'm not saying that Caleb Williams changes the entire Giants organization by himself. You're going to need some more competent players around him. Because I know there's going to be someone in the comments saying, Whoa, what's Caleb Williams going to do behind this offensive line? You're right. It's going to be not that great. You're not going to get the maximum potential out of Caleb Williams. But my God, do not let a bad offensive line be the reason you don't take a great quarterback first overall. That's not how it works. You get the quarterback and then you fix things after that. Like, 
if you're going to fix the offensive line first, you're going to possibly miss out on the most important piece, which is the quarterback. You get Caleb Williams and then you draft the offensive line and all that shit after that. Like you don't, it doesn't work that way. I wish, I wish we could have a perfect offensive line for the next time our rookie quarterback comes in here, but it doesn't work like that. The first overall pick is a bad team for a reason. You're not going to have an offensive line that's set up in most cases. So that's just how it works. I feel like the Giants offensive line, they might have two or three pieces that are worth anything moving forward. That would be Andrew Thomas, hopefully John Michael Schmitz, um, Evan Neal. I'm kind of losing hope in like, I, there's no reason to believe in Evan Neal right now. I hope he proves me wrong because I've supported Evan Neal for a long time. I thought he'd be much better this year, but like from what I've seen, it's like, why should I expect anything different? Like he's shown us who he is and we have not seen much improvements. He's probably gotten worse, honestly. So, you know, you have two, maybe three guys on the offensive line that you can build with, but it doesn't take that long to fix an offensive line. I know the Giants have struggled with that since 2013 or whatever. You saw there was the Kansas City Chiefs that one offseason where the Chiefs did redid their entire offensive line in one offseason, and it was pretty fine. Like, it was good. Um, and I think that was the Super Bowl year, maybe. Was it last year or two years ago? But whatever. Like, we know the Chiefs have been very good for a long time. So whatever year it was, it doesn't matter. They basically fixed their offensive line in one year. So... We'll find out what happens, but as I said, I, I don't care. If you want to root against the Giants to get Caleb Williams, go for it. I'll probably be there with you in a couple weeks, if not next week. If you want to win out, not win out because that's not going to happen, but if you want to root to win every single week and one of those people that says I can't root against my team, I get that too. I, I completely get it. It's fine. Like I'm not going to hate you for it, whatever. So fan how you want to fan, but I see the argument much more clearer for the I want Caleb Williams side. So I'll leave it at that. But anyway, I think that'll do it. I think we got to everything here. I mentioned the McKinney quotes. We'll get the Daniel Jones neck x-ray stuff tomorrow. Find out how bad this is. Hopefully it's nothing serious. Oh, I almost forgot. Sorry. Before we go, I do want to go over the schedule and see how many games can this Giants team realistically win? I mean, look, it's you can win just about any game. It's the NFL, and most teams are not that far away in talent. I mean... The Giants are pretty bad, but who can the Giants realistically beat? I don't, I'm not giving them much of a chance next week at, at Buffalo prime time, especially like that's not going to happen. Like we don't win in prime time. Um, so I'll chalk that one up as an L you get Washington and the Jets back to back at home in week seven and eight. The Jets won at Denver today. Their defense looked very good. I mean, the Giants will have a lot of issues scoring in that game, but I could see Zach Wilson being equally as bad. So I would say the Jets will be favored, but won't be by a whole lot. I, Washington in week seven, I mean, maybe I, I could see that being the case. Like you could win that game. Daniel Jones does well against them. We'll see if he's back by that point, but I could see them beating Washington. They could beat the Raiders. I don't think the Raiders are that good. We'll see them play tomorrow, but I just don't think they're that good. Probably won't beat the Cowboys on the road. You could beat Washington on the road. I mean, you know, I don't know how to feel about them. I feel like Washington has been either pretty good or just pretty bad. Like it's just, it's a week to week thing with them. I would think you could probably at least split with them, but we'll see. You have the Patriots at home. This is week 12. And if they're as bad as they look now, I mean, the Giants might be favored maybe in that game. Like there's a lot that can change from now until then, because that's like a month and a half away or so. But you know, there's a chance. I mean, the Packers game at home, uh, it's a primetime game unless that gets flexed out. So 
that'll probably be a loss at New Orleans. I'm assuming the Saints will be fighting for a playoff spot. They won pretty convincingly today in New, uh, in New England. So I would not expect to beat the Saints, but I also don't think Derek Carr is that good. So I guess it could happen. We saw DJ play well there a couple years ago. Um, at Philly Week 16, no shot in hell. Um, the Rams, the last home game in the season. Actually, no, not the last home game, but Week 17 against the Rams. If Stafford's hurt by that point, maybe, but the Rams look too good right now. I think they can definitely beat the Giants if they still have most of their guys playing, if they have, you know, Cup playing and, and Stafford playing and Puka playing and Aaron Donald still healthy. Like, they can probably win that game. Um, last game of the year against Philly. I mean, we don't beat Philly, but maybe they'll be resting their starters by then. I don't know. So that's like a maybe. So, like, there's more winnable games on here than I thought there would be. Like, they can realistically win Washington games. They can realistically beat the Jets. They can beat the Raiders. They could beat the Patriots. Um, they could beat the Rams, depending on who plays. So it's not like I can look at the schedule and say, oh, they're, they're going to win one game the rest of the year. Like, I don't think that's the case, but... Right now, I mean, yeah, they might only win like three or four more games, which gets you at like, you know, four or five wins on the year. So if you're that bad, you'll probably have a top five pick. And at that point, we'll see what happens. A lot can change from now till then. But, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, I would not rule out the Giants to be the first pick. I mean, they are that bad. There are winnable games, but the Giants are just not good right now. And I also don't, I don't know how you change that like what do you do right now like how can you change the Giants being from you know the 31st ranked team in football to like a pretty good playoff team like I don't think that changes overnight you can bring back Saquon you can bring back Thomas but this team still has their issues regardless like they had Saquon and Thomas in week one and they were down 23 nothing at halftime in that game so like how good are we really you know that's the whole thing so I'm not expecting much but we'll see how it goes next week in Buffalo I'll probably do a preview for that game on Friday or Saturday, and I won't have many good things to say, but we'll still preview it. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this one, and I'll talk to you guys next time.